Welcome to the Kotki Ride Home for Thursday, September 3rd, 2020. I'm Jackson Bird. The Swedish scientists that used VR to Freaky Friday some best friends and study how our bodies affect our sense of self. Some exercises you can do at your desk to improve your posture. The curious case of the rust found on the moon. And some social media age life lessons from the Terminator himself. Here are some cool things from the news today. A new study out of Sweden wanted to see what would happen when two best friends swap bodies. Alas, since Freaky Friday is not yet an actual reality, they used a virtual reality program for the experiment, but the results were still pretty intriguing essentially indicating that our physical and psychological sense of self are closely tied, and that when they don't match, it can impair our memory. Here's how it worked, quoting Science Daily. The team from the Brain, Body, and Self Laboratory led by Henrik Ersen outfitted pairs of friends with goggles showing live feeds of the other person's body from a first-person perspective. To further the illusion, they applied simultaneous touches to both participants on corresponding body parts so they could also feel what they saw in the goggles. After just a few moments, the illusion generally worked. To show that it did, the researchers threatened the friend's body with a prop knife and found that the participant broke out in a sweat as if they were the one being threatened. Participants were only made to feel like they had woken up in someone else's body for a brief period of time, but that was long enough to significantly alter their self-perception. Before the body swap, participants rated their friends on traits like talkativeness, cheerfulness, independence, and confidence. Compared to this baseline, during the swap, they tended to rate themselves as more similar to the friend whose body they were in. End quote. And working with a long-held theory that people are better at remembering things related to themselves, the researchers also tested the participants on their memories, and did indeed find that participants performed worse on memory tests while in the illusion. And interestingly, quote, participants who more fully embraced their friend's body as their own and significantly adjusted their personality ratings to match how they rated their friend performed better on the tests than those who indicated they felt disconnected from their body. The researchers say this could be because they had less self-incoherence, meaning that their mental and physical self-representations still aligned. End quote. The researchers say these findings could shed light on some of the mysteries about and treatment for depersonalization and other psychiatric disorders. And personally, I wonder about its applications with regards to things like gender dysphoria and body dysmorphia. Is your memory worse when you're struggling with one of the above? Could this experiment be a way to treat any of those? Speaking specifically about depression, first author Powell Tasikowski noted that this experiment showed just how quickly the sense of self can be altered, and quote, People who suffer from depression often have very rigid and negative beliefs about themselves that can be devastating to their everyday functioning. If you change this illusion slightly, it could potentially make those beliefs less rigid and less negative, end quote. It's super intriguing to think about as a potential future psychiatric treatment. And I also just love what Tasikowski said about his inspiration for running this study, quote, As a child, I like to imagine what it would be like to one day wake up in someone else's body. Many kids probably have those fantasies, and I guess I've never grown out of it. I just turned it into my job, end quote. Turn your weird childhood dreams into actual careers, 2020. I'm here for it. 
If you work a desk job, whether in an office or now at home, it's not news to you that you're probably spending way too much time sitting down. There have been tons of studies done and clickbait headlines proliferated over the last few decades about the health risks and irreparable damage all of this sitting is doing to us. Well, considering no manner of scaremongering headlines is likely to change many of our actual realities, we can at least try out small changes here and there that can make a difference over time. So if you are concerned about long-term effects or just kind of feel sluggish throughout the day, here are a few exercises from popular science that you can do right now from your desk that can help improve posture and keep you limber as you work. The first one is seated leg lifts and calf stretches. Just sit upright with both feet flat on the ground and then raise one leg so that it's parallel to the ground and then flex your foot, really pulling your toes back as far as you can go. Hold for 10 seconds and then put your foot back down and repeat on the other side. And the key here is to keep the rest of your body still while you do it so that you even get a little bit of a light core workout. Next up is arm circles. Pretty basic, just put your arms out straight in a T position and do circles of varying sizes, first clockwise and then counterclockwise or vice versa. And to level up, you could hold some small weights while you do it. Personally, I am a fan of anything that stretches out my neck and shoulders, so this one is great. Popular science calls them neck lookbacks. So starting like with most of these sitting up straight with your shoulders pulled back and both feet flat on the ground, look forward and then slowly start to move your head to one side but raise your chin up as you do, so you end up stopping at a bit of an angle, slightly looking up. Hold for five seconds or so, and then go back to your starting position slowly and repeat on the other side. Another good one for shoulders and also arms is basically raising the roof in slow motion. Like literally just sit up straight and raise your arms up and down over your head with your hands flexed so that your palms are parallel to the ceiling. But unlike at the club, go up and down slowly while squeezing your biceps, triceps, shoulders, and core so that you get some tension in the movement. And the last recommended exercise is a bit funny, but they say it can make a big difference, so, you know, go ahead and try it if you want. Your mileage may vary. Get into the same starting position, sitting up straight, shoulders pulled back, feet flat on the ground, and then clench your backside as much as you can for five seconds, slowly release, and then do it again for 10 reps. And hey, if anything, you might get a good chuckle out of that last one, and studies have shown that laughter and smiling can have huge health benefits as well, so you really can't lose. And if you want a visual for any of these, although don't worry, that last one is not in any way explicit, the link is in the show notes. Scientists have discovered rust on the surface of the moon, but how did it get there? Rust requires water and oxygen to be made, two things that the moon famously lacks. So how the heck did this happen? Well, in a new paper published yesterday in the journal Science Advances, a team of researchers speculate that the oxygen required to carry out the reaction that forms rust may have traveled to the moon via wind from the Earth. The group compared reflectance data collected by the Indian Chandrayaan-1 mission to samples of pure rust and identified the materials on the moon as hematite, or iron-3 oxide. Quoting Vice, 
The grouping of rust at the poles reminded Shoei Lee, the first author of the paper and a researcher at the University of Hawaii, of his own discovery of water ice in the polar regions of the moon. Unlike that 2018 finding, however, the hematite didn't collect uniformly around the poles, but were distributed more densely and sparsely at different directions. One candidate that could oxidize iron and provide the rust's irregular distribution was earth wind, which transports oxygen to the moon and shields it from solar wind for a few days in its cycle. The discovery serves as a reminder of how intimately connected the earth and moon are, even though they are over 200,000 miles apart, Lee said. Additionally, the Earthwind has likely transported material to the moon that is billions of years old. Sampling this material in locations demarcated by the rust can help scientists understand the conditions of early Earth." End quote. Lee says this could also affect future lunar explorations. Areas where the hematite is found may have higher levels of oxygen and water, which could make them better suited to agriculture and may even be useful for lunar mining. Lee said, quote, In the future, if you want to use the resources on the surface of the moon, this type of iron could be one type that humans could use. End quote. For anyone who doesn't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a big Reddit user. Like, a very active Reddit user. He makes his own posts featuring workouts, his pets, throwback photos, and occasional PSAs several times a month, and is very active in responses. A month ago, a fellow Redditor carved a super intricate, really impressive Terminator tobacco pipe in honor of the man himself's birthday on July 30th. The pipe has Schwarzenegger's head carved into the bowl with some light coloring and very impressive detailing revealing his cyborg skull. Not too surprisingly, Schwarzenegger saw the post and asked the Redditor, Radon Lab, if he could buy it from him. Radon Lab insisted on gifting it, to which Schwarzenegger responded, quote, If you insist on giving it to me, I insist on sending you back a signed photo of me using it. Now that it's 2020, I just sign things on my machine and send an email, if that works for you. End quote. Which is exactly what he did. Yesterday, with permission, Radon Labs posted a photo he'd been sent of Schwarzenegger smoking the Terminator tobacco pipe, signed with his machine, aka using a stylus and iOS's default reddish-pink markup pen selection, which for some reason I just find so endearing. This dude, the Terminator, Mr. Olympia, the former governor of California, sitting at home signing a selfie on his iPad and then uploading it to his personal imager account to send to a fan. I know we should be over these stars, they're just like us moments, but I don't know, especially when some of them are both so legendary and so accessible in this age of social media, it can still sometimes get me. And overall, this is just super heartwarming. You know, the pipe itself is an incredible display of craftsmanship, and the fact that Schwarzenegger wanted to pay for it is really nice. But none of that is actually why I'm sharing this story. I want to share what happened next. As nice and wonderful as this whole situation was, there were, of course, skeptics who thought the whole thing was fake. Obviously, the world and internet writ large have a huge problem right now with no one believing anything and then by that same token somehow believing super wild conspiracy theories, but on Reddit, there's a particular brand of it that can get a bit exhausting sometimes. There's even an entire subreddit called Nothing Ever Happens, which is an ironic commentary on how anytime something gets popular enough on Reddit, you have people saying it's fake and there's no way it possibly happened. So of course, someone replied to the signed photo of Schwarzenegger with his new pipe posted by Radon Labs, saying, quote, 
I'm calling shenanigans. The text looks like it was added on top of an image in Photoshop. It does not look hand-signed. Schwarzenegger was quick to reply, quote, I signed it on my machine, using my hand and a stylus, like I said I would on the first Reddit post, so I think this counts as hand-signed. Everything is not a conspiracy. Sometimes you can just enjoy things, end quote. And if that had been it, it would have been pretty great. Everything is not a conspiracy. Sometimes you can just enjoy things. Great words to live by. But of course, when one of the most famous Redditors and most famous people in the world shuts down a hater, it's gonna cause a big stir. So the whole thing blew up. The original skeptic has since deleted their comment and maybe their entire account because they were getting dragged so hard, and the incident has spread to half a dozen other subreddits, causing Schwarzenegger to have to intervene in a few conversations. And what he has said in those conversations is some really important insight to be mindful of and aspire to. First, he was quick to correct anyone being too hateful towards the original skeptic and emphasized he's really just trying to point out that it's okay to enjoy things. Here's some more of what he said, starting with a great social media rule of thumb. Quote, Saying something is fake without proof does not make you better than someone who accepts something as real without proof. You're just a negative mirror image of them. Here's my social media rule. Ask if you are adding anything to the conversation or subtracting. Am I adding joy, knowledge, laughter, anything? Post. Or am I subtracting joy or knowledge? Don't post. It's simple. End quote. And he went on to say in another response to the situation, quote, Some things you can just enjoy. If you're dealing with global politics or a life or death situation, get a second or third opinion and be skeptical. If someone posts a photo I sent them and people are enjoying it, absolutely do not call them a liar unless you have proof. In this case, it doesn't add anything. And worse, it's lazy. In this case, a quick look at my posts would have found the comment where I said I would sign a photo on my machine would have saved the guy. Not believing anything you read is just as lazy and dumb as believing anything you read. End quote. I love that last line. Not believing anything you read is just as lazy and dumb as believing anything you read. It's a great reminder, especially for those of us prone to skepticism, and he has some good basic tips on media literacy in there too. If you're doubtful, it's okay to check your facts, but check your facts before trying to look smart by calling something out. Man, who knew a fan-made tobacco pipe could teach us so much? Sometimes a pipe truly is not just a pipe. That's it for today. As always, this show was produced by Ride Home Media and Kotke.org. I am Jackson Bird, and I'm going to go dust off my old copy of Freaky Friday. I hope you have a good rest of your day, and I will talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>